Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. National Championship Monday. This is the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the Body Works. Oh, excuse me, not Body Works. Charlotte Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610. Well, Carolina Men's Clinic text line too, but it's all right. It's Carolina. I said mm-hmm. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're all over the place. It is Monday, <laughs> and I do have a bad case of the Mondays. Okay, so, all right. So, guys, also, too, hit the... Follow button on those socials, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, at Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail, and at HTB underscore Josh, as well as, most importantly, at Wesson Walker on Twitter and Instagram. Without further ado, it's National Championship Night. It is time to go to the campus. Kona! All right, folks, tonight is the night. It's been a long season, and it culminates tonight in the national championship. We got the best two teams in all of America, the Michigan Wolverines and the Washington Huskies, and a nostalgia bowl of sorts as well. When you talk about two teams that were dominant in the 90s as well. And so starting first with Michigan, they're seeking their 12th national title. They lead Washington in the all-time series 8-5, and and 8-5, including winning the last two matchups. They're 49-28 and 28 in games after 5 p.m. I love some of those niche stats like that, including 7-10 and 10 on neutral sites. Jim Harbaugh is 2-6 and six in bowl games at Michigan. So, guys, coming into this game with Michigan and Washington, I think first I will ask, how juiced are we for this game? Because it feels like it's lacking some buzz coming into tonight's matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited because I think what we've seen is Washington even if they are one score games all across the board, they continue to show that they can win a lot of the exciting games against really good programs. So while Michigan is the favorite, they're a five and a half point favorite coming into tonight, you have to give Washington a real good shot to end up on top here because it doesn't matter if they play Texas who many people had Texas winning. Many people had many people had Oregon winning the second time they played. Many people had Oregon winning the first time. Like so many college football enthusiasts had at least at one point this season Washington falling at some point. And Michael Penix and that Huskies offense, the defense not so great, but the offense continues to turn out victory after victory, and so they have a real good shot. Plus with Michigan here West, Michigan's shown that they can get beaten the last few games that they've played. Good competition, Ohio State they had to have a, a game-sealing interception at the end. They beat Alabama, but that also came at overtime, and that was kind of a botched snap where Jalen Milrow has to run up the middle and just not nice execution offensively from Alabama. And even against Maryland, you know, that was a game going into the fourth quarter, and only scoring points was uh, Michigan scoring a safety there. So that was a game once Maryland scored 14 in the third. They've shown that they're a little vulnerable at the at, at the end of the season. I, I'm excited as hell for this one. You are too, Fitty? Well, I mean, are you guys surprised that it's lacking juice? Guess who owns the rights to the national title game? ESPN. 
Guess what conference is missing from the national title game? The SEC. So when you've got a West Coast team that, albeit it's going to join the Big Ten next year, you've got an all-Big Ten final, you would think this would drum up the conversation. But whenever the ESPN doesn't have the SEC to put up there and to promote and to shove down your throats 24-7, 365, this is what you get. I think you can get a great game if Washington wins. I think if Michigan wins, we'll know the result of this game by the middle of the third quarter. Well, I got to disagree as far as because ESPN, they've got their path to the national championship and all the different programming and stuff like that, like normal. But I think also, too, is the location. You got a Midwest team, you got a West Coast team, and not a lot of people down south. You know, Michigan has that all time pedigree, but I think, you know, it's just something about it. And it's the last few championship games, whether it's SEC fatigue or whether it is. Uh, you know, the controversy of who was left out, how many teams are in. I think that's playing into it a bit. I think next year when you go to 12 teams, there's going to be a ton of buzz. But when you talk about uh, the Washington defense, they've allowed 51 fourth quarter points over the last nine games and just 37 points in the fourth quarter over the last six. So this is the Washington defense that definitely, uh, in the football coach's turn, bows their neck when they need to. But Washington's got the nation's longest winning streak right now, current. Uh, at 21, Kalen DeBoer, their head coach, is 10-0 versus ranked teams. And all of Washington's last 10 games have all been decided by 10 points or fewer. Washington's won all of those games, number one passing offense, number 10 in total offense. Michael Penix, we know what he's done, number one in the FBS in passing yards and pass yards per game. But Michigan, they're coming into this game with J.J. McCarthy. We know what he represents to this program. 26-1 and as a starter. Best touchdown to interception ratio in Michigan history. Blake Corum coming in with that school record. 56 rushing touchdowns, including 25 all by himself this season. Michigan leads the nation in scoring defense and total defense, giving up a paltry 10.2 points per game. They've only allowed 26 scores total on the season, 17 of which are touchdowns. And so when we look at this matchup, you know, I'm super excited about it as well. I'm definitely excited about the start time too. But I just think that the location in the last couple of years with all the controversy and everything that's changed in college football is affecting this. But when we look at this game tonight from an individual perspective, who do we think will be the MVP? And I guess that also plays into our selections of who we think will win because there's not going to be an MVP of a losing team. I think you're looking at the quarterbacks, and Michigan is the one that you could look towards Blake Corum. Um, I just think I've been waiting for Michigan to have to rely on J.J. McCarthy, and they did in that last drive against Alabama in order to end up going to overtime and then eventually winning. And so J.J. McCarthy has been good all year long. He's a borderline first-round pick if you look at what NFL scouts are saying right now and what's being reported. But I can't help but just point to J.J. McCarthy. If Michael Penix and this Washington offense continues to score at a high clip, let's say their offensive line is actually well-suited to block against what has been a great defensive line. Like we've t- I think you were the one that mentioned it against Texas. Michael Penix had a lot of time to throw against he Texas. Did. Yes. And Michael- nation's best offensive line. And so the nation's best offensive line against a team's identity that has been surrounding defense and running the football and your good old fashioned dad's favorite football type of style. That's the type of uh, philosophies that one is going up against. And that's why I'm excited to see if J.J. McCarthy might actually have to air it out a little bit. 
it feels like Washington's offense is better suited for an air raid type of attack. But J.J. is still a really good QB. That's the one thing that Jim Harbaugh had never been able to get at Michigan. And then finally you get your guy, but still you don't go away from your roots that allowed you to get to some of those Big Ten championships and now college football playoff championships. So I'm excited to see what J.J. can do tonight. I think it's going to be a battle of the QBs. Yeah, I think tonight my MVP and I'm going to uh, pick Michigan for this football game. I'm going to go with Blake Corum because I think he's the heart and soul of this team. We saw him show up in the biggest moments against Alabama. And this is a kid that, I mean, you saw him in the interviews, the blood, while he's sitting up there talking to the press with the blood all over his face. He's just a tough guy. I think that Michigan will have an easier time running the football on this team than what they had against Washington. And so with that, I think that Blake Corum is going to be the guy tonight to get this thing done on an explosive uh, Michigan offense has had 68 plays of 20-plus yards with 50. Who's your MVP for this game tonight? Yeah, I, I don't know if you were just taking the words right out of my mouth, but for me to be Blake Corum as well. I know Michael Penix Jr. Uh, is, is going to be the biggest star of the field. I, I think Blake Corum's the best football player on the field tonight. He came back to Michigan for this reason, to return to the playoff, advance to and win a national championship, uh, he scores multiple TDs like his life depends on it. I think that's going to be the case, and I think he's going to be the driving force as to why Michigan wins their first national title since 1997. And so when we look at these teams and start to break them down, and I guess our MVP picks would reveal some of that, but which which units do we trust more tonight? Is it Michigan's defense? Is it Washington's offense? Is it Michigan's offense or Washington's defense? Which one are we trusting? I'll start the conversation. I'm going to say I trust Michigan's defense the most because uh, this is a team, as I said, that leads the nation in scoring defense, uh, only allowed 26 scores total. They make it so tough on you. They manhandled Alabama up front for the most part in that game really got after the quarterback, got a lot of sacks in that football game. And for Washington's offensive line, I think if they're really going to prove how good they are, and I think they did an excellent job of doing that against Texas, but this will be their toughest test yet uh, against this Michigan defensive line in front seven. But I think Michigan, for the last few seasons that they've been in the college football playoffs, even though they're 0-2 there, their defense has always been the catalyst. They've always been a very, very stingy unit. And so, you know, they, they've had some times, like I said, TCU got the best of them last year. But I think that this is Michigan's time, and I do trust their defense to get in there and have a good game plan for this Washington offense. I actually think I trust Michigan's offense the most because that matchup against Washington's offense is going to be really tough, even though you have to trust Michigan's defense, right? I totally get that. But if you look at what the Wolverines offense has been able to do, they've been able to control the football a lot. That's how Blake Corum comes into play. If they need to throw it downfield, I do trust J.J. McCarthy to make those throws. And defensively, it's not like Michigan can't be scored on at all. And Alabama found at least some success, and it was some mistakes that Alabama just made on their own. Like Jalen Milrose fumble where he wasn't hit at all. He just coughs up the football. That could have been a real point that Michigan was able to capitalize on. They didn't. But it wasn't like they had a huge hit on Milrow running to the outside. Just a bad fumble. I think with Michael Penix and that Washington offense, I can't help but go back to the Washington State game where they got pretty damn lucky a couple times. Michael Penix threw interception-worthy throws. Just the Cougars weren't able to capitalize on it. Michigan's offense, they put up 31 against Maryland. They put up 30 against Ohio State. 
they shut out Iowa, but Iowa's offense is terrible. And they still scored 26 against a good defense. They still scored 27 and drove down the field when they needed to most against Alabama. I just think there's a lot lower variance with Michigan. Like you, you have high variance with Washington throwing the ball all over the field. Michael Penix having some turnover-worthy plays. I just don't think you see as many things that can go wrong with Michigan's offense. That's why I trust the Wolverines O as much as any unit going out there tonight. No, that's an astute pick by you. They had 30 plus points in 11 of 14 games this year. They lead the nation in penalty yards per game, so they don't hurt themselves very much. They average three rushing touchdowns per contest over the last 32 games, and they do start fast on teams, outscoring opponents 264 to 74. Five in first half this season. Fitty, which unit do you trust the most? I'm going to take Michigan's defense just because I know defense travels. I I, I thought Walker picking their offense was uh, was a good a good pick. You look at their their four minute drive against Bama where they had to have it to force overtime. So you trust them in a big spot when they need to make plays, they do it. But this defense is what has propelled Michigan back to being among the best teams in college football the best team in the Big Ten, and I know Washington has scored on everybody, but they haven't seen a defense as physical as Michigan is up front, and I think that's going to be the telltale sign. I think they'll get more pressure on Michael Penix Jr. than anybody else has all year long, and he won't complete some of those throws he's made. You know, that's led the Huskies to the national championship. All right, last question, though, and this is the big one. Is tonight Jim Harbaugh's last game coaching the Michigan Wolverines? I think yes. I think it makes too much sense. You start to hear people now say this is going to be the last time that Jim Harbaugh coaches the Michigan Wolverines. If he wins the championship, then that's the classic riding off into the sunset narrative that he would love to end his tenure with the Wolverines. But if he doesn't even, Wes, you at least still have a successful year, you get to the championship game, and I do think that he wants to go back to the NFL at some point. There's just been too much smoke the last couple of off-seasons. I think this is the last time that he coaches for Michigan, and one of these teams, he's been rumored to so many different franchises already. I think one of them, one of them is going to hire Jim Harbaugh. I think he ends up going to the National Football League. Yeah, the only thing that makes me see yes is it's been said that Michigan has put a contract upwards of a hundred plus million dollars on the table that had a no NFL clause in it for 2024. He's yet to sign that. And that's a lot of Skrilla on the table to turn that down. And so that to me is kind of a telltale sign that this could be it because otherwise I would think, I mean, I know he loves the NFL and wants to go back and win a championship, but man, the coach at your alma mater and win and really establish a legacy and put yourself uh, on the trajectory to being one of the all-time greats in college football, I would think would be appealing, but I think that his love for the NFL may outweigh that. What would it mean for Jim Harbaugh if he gets to the championship game in both sports but loses each of them? Does that matter? Well, I mean, he is 2-6 and six in bowl games at Michigan, and he did lose the Super Bowl with my 49ers. I remember that quite that's vividly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, how... <laughs> did, I don't know. It feels weird. You know, this is where maybe some rings culture comes in, but you did end up just shy of doing the biggest thing you could possibly do at each of these franchises slash programs. That would have to hurt. I, it's still clearly a very good football coach winning wherever he goes, but not winning 100%, not winning everything at each of these last two stops, but still a very good football coach. It would just have to sting, I would imagine. Freddie, what say you? I think if they lose, I think he comes back. I, I think he's motivated to bring a national championship to Ann Arbor. And I'm with you, Wes. I, I, 
The fact that that contract's on the table and he hasn't signed it, I think, tells you that it's not an easy decision for him to leave, mm-hmm. even though the NFL is very attractive. He could, if he stays at Michigan for the long haul, he could be the best coach in that, in that program's history. And that's saying a lot because of all the great coaches that have come through that program. I, I don't think he wants to leave until he gets his program uh, you know, on top of the mountain as opposed to leaving in second place. All right. Well, you heard it there. Enjoy the game tonight. 7.30 kickoff on ESPN. They have about 50 different channels. And, and really, really quick, do you guys watch all of the different ways you can watch the championship game or listen to it? Do you do that or you keep Not it really. on the main channel? Not really. I go main channel. Yeah, see, I'm a flipper. I flip around. I want to see all of the different ones. I guess it's the producer in me. I want to see how they execute. I'll do it every now and then. I don't completely ignore all the other broadcasts, but at some point I need to chill and I want to just totally invest in the game. Yeah. And so that's when I go to the main broadcast. I was thinking about uh, listening to the hometown radio once tonight too, as I watched the game, just to hear what they sound like. Fiddy, do you flip around or you just watch one? No, I'm going to sit there and listen to Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit call the game. Ah, You guys are boring.